0: Well, coming up on April 7th, Mount Hood Hospice, a member of Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle, will be opening an event titled Grief Made Visible. It really is a special opportunity to showcase works of art. To give us an explanation of the art show is Mount Hood Hospice's Director of Bereavement Services, Laura Lorette, and she joins us this morning. Good morning, Laura. Great to talk with you.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, so you are the Director of Bereavement Services, as I said, at Mount Hood Hospice. So tell me a little bit about your position, what you do before we get into the event itself.
1: Absolutely. So my position is multifaceted. I am here to support families and friends of our patients who have died on service for a year. So there are some things specific to them that I do kind of behind the scenes. And then I also offer a caregiver support group as well as grief education and grief support groups that are general community resources. So no one has to be connected to Mount Hood Hospice to partake in those group offerings. Those are just a free community resource that we offer to anyone who might be needing support while accompanying someone through an advanced illness or after the death if they're needing support in the adjustment process that follows. Mm,
0: I see, and I I see you do have a number of activities, which we'll get into, but I did want to talk first about Your Grief Made Visible. Again, this starts on Mm -hmm. April 7th, and tell us about this art show. As I said, it really is special.
1: Yes, we are thrilled to be offering it. It's the first time we're doing something like this, and I am fortunate in that For the last six months, I have had an art therapy student from Lewis and Clark's master's program with me who's been doing some art groups. And this term, she asked if we could maybe do some kind of exhibition of the work that's being created in those groups that she's been offering, which has now snowballed into inviting all of our past cohorts of writing groups to share their work as well. And a local coffee shop, the Ant Farm Cafe in Sandy, Oregon, where we're based, is going to be hosting that show for the month of April. So we'll have writing that people have created in our Breathe, Move, Write group um, that combines breath movement practices, literary readings, and writing prompts, as well as individuals who have been participating in the art groups that my intern has been running. Um, So we'll have some visual art displays as well that will be Open and available during business hours at the Ant Farm for people to go see the whole month of April, and the official show opening is Friday, April 7th, from 5 to 7 p.m.
0: And this is going to go all April, all through April?
1: Yeah, it'll be on display through the month of April. They do a first Friday show opening every month for whatever art is being displayed that month, and then it stays up for the entire month of the show.
0: Oh, wonderful. So... Have you had an opportunity to view or read any of the uh, things that are going to be on display? Yes.
1: So um, I am the one who does all of our groups. (laughs) So I've gotten to actually be part of the creation process for all of them. But a lot of our members have submitted writings that they've done in past groups. um, And they're really just powerful, vulnerable, beautiful um, renderings of the complexity and scope that grief can take us. It's not just about sorrow and sadness. It's about a lot of other emotions that come up as part of that adjustment process after a relationship has ended due to a death.
0: Right. And I've got to believe, too, this is somewhat of a outlet for folks, if you will, to be able to express themselves.
1: Absolutely. The purpose behind the groups is to really help people create some internal resources for themselves to support themselves when those feelings get intense. And a wonderful side effect of being in a group is that they also make connection with each other. They hear other people telling their stories with different details. And so it really can help break down the isolation that is pretty common for folks who are adjusting after a death loss. There's this weird sense of timelines in our community That after three months people should just be over it and after a year they should definitely have moved on and none of that is actually true. Those natural supports start falling away pretty soon after a death loss but for the person who's grieving it can last for a really long time because there's infinite numbers of losses that accompany the death of someone. There's an identity transformation that usually happens. And so having a space where people are able to really connect and create community and hear each other and hold whatever is coming up and the wide range of emotions that might be coming up has been a really beautiful thing to witness. And the writings and the artwork that are coming out of it show show the intensity of people's experiences
0: in that adjustment Mm -hmm. process again we're speaking with laura Lorette. she is mount hood hospice's director of bereavement services they will be starting a grief made visible art show on april 7th from 5 to 7 p.m going to be at the ant farm in sandy oregon and that'll run all through the month of april i have to believe too laura that through programs like this It is an opportunity for folks who are going through grief with the loss of a loved one to develop some friendships there, too, and some relationships with people that they are working with in this process.
1: Yes. So it's been really fascinating, even with our online groups where people aren't physically sharing space. I always leave the chat box open as kind of a a substitute for the parking lot, and it's not uncommon for people to let me know that they're getting together for coffee or going on walks or... Getting together to just continue that support, or sending messages to check in with each other, and the same thing is happening now that we have in-person groups. It's pretty common that the folks who come to our in-person group go out to lunch together afterwards. That's not something I organize. It just seems to spontaneously happen fairly regularly that that's what occurs, and so it's really building that social support network of people who understand and can hold whatever somebody might need to have witnessed. Mm -hmm. Um, during their journey. Mm
0: -hmm. You're absolutely right. Yeah, And and you have other events and activities going on throughout the year, too, even though Grief Made Visible is a new one, but I'm just looking at some of the opportunities that you have there, some of them that deals with education, like Mm -hmm. breathing and living with grief, and some classes in that regard. Tell me about that. Yeah.
1: So we have ongoing weekly support groups. There's a general grief one, As well as one for folks who maybe had some difficult aspects to the relationship, so perhaps mental health, um, abuse was part of the history or dynamic, substance use, suicide, there's jagged edges to that relationship. I offer a separate support group for individuals where that might feel more reflective of the relationship because the conversations are different. And then both of those groups have education groups where there's a six-week series where we kind of dive into specific things that might be coming up and have conversation about how that information relates. It's a way of putting a context to people's experience because frequently people think that their experience is in isolation when really the things that are happening to them happen to a lot of people in a lot of places all the time. So it's a way to normalize and help people understand sort of the vast ways that grief might come up because sometimes they're surprising. People don't often think about GI distress or apathy or inability to focus Mm -hmm. as things that could be connected to a loss experience but they are.
0: Yeah. And and, and some of your opportunities are open to the general public, not Mm -hmm. having just to be having worked with Mount Hood Hospice, but anyone.
1: Correct. Yes. All of our support groups are available. All of our education groups are available to anyone in the community. And we do offer one for caregivers who have someone whose illness will eventually kill them there is a support group for those caregivers because that can also be a really isolating experience. And there's a lot of ambiguous loss that occurs when you're watching health declines happen. There's a lot of anticipatory grief that happens for the caregiver as they're watching people diminish in their abilities and capacities. And so we have a caregiver for them, a a group that meets for them as well so that they get some support on board before the death happens. And then we also have a remembrance event that happens every year at Mining Park in Sandy. And it's a beautiful event where we frame photos that the community submits. They don't have to be connected to hospice. They don't have to have died in the last year. We have some families that use it as their way of saying hello to their relatives every year. And so they'll send in 10, 12 photos and just add in additional photos if somebody has died more recently and it's just this beautiful space where we hang the photos along the walkway in the park and there's these big gorgeous trees and lots of ferns and people can just come in during the time that it's open to walk the space to reflect to share stories to see their people in the context of other people's people and realize that this is a human experience if we choose to be in relationship we will either be left or we will leave. Mm. Those are the only two options. And so the grief process is a natural thing that happens when we engage in relationship with other people.
0: I was just going to say finally, too, this morning, if you could tell folks, what's the best way to learn about these programs or to get in touch with you or Mount Hood Hospice?
1: So you're welcome to look at our website. It's mounthoodhospice.org, and it's mthoodhospice.org. There's a grief support tab, that has all of the group support information on it. And then there's a community services tab that also has information about the time of remembering. That's that remembrance event that happens. You can also just email me. My email address is all over the website, but it's my first initial L and my last name, Lorette L I R E T T E at Mount hood hospice.org. Or you can just call our main number and they'll send you my way. I can give you information about whatever you're needing, and that number is 503-668-5545.
0: Excellent. Laura Lorette, she is Mount Hood Hospice's Director of Bereavement Services. Laura, great to talk with you this morning. Thank you for all the really important work that you do in the programs that you have.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure talking with you.
0: All right. Well, have a wonderful day.
1: You too. Take care.